D-Bess is the stage persona of Dave Bess's one-man loop act. He straddles the line between reggae, hip-hop, ska, soul, blues, and so much more. And his first full-length solo album, Man vs. Bear, features the legendary reggae stylings of Toots Hibbert, of Toots and the Maytals. And it's out right now. And D-Bess is right here in the studio with me. Welcome to Vocalo, Dave. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I want to start back at the beginning. We're getting in the Wayback Machine. We're getting on a plane and we're going to Hawaii. Okay. Uh, that's that's where you are from. And it is yeah. an island, but it is not an island in the Caribbean, which, uh, you know, is the place where the, the reggae that you make was born. How did a, a young man from Hawaii find himself in love with the music from a whole ocean over? Well, if you've ever been to Hawaii, most of the radio stations will play reggae music. Or a version of reggae music mm-hmm. in Hawaii. If you grow up there, that's what you're listening to. You listen to a ton of reggae. Yeah. I think it's just part of the tropical nature of it. It's similar to uh, Caribbean life, you know. Something lends itself to, to Hawaii. And I think also there's a an understanding amongst, amongst those types of cultures of what they've gone through in the past. And that lends itself to some of the message in reggae, so that a lot of people can relate to in Hawaii. Mm. You think the dudes on Wall Street give a fuck about you? They can care less about who they screw. And most politicians are right there with them. Smoke screen in the country on national television. It's easy to lie and make a sound right. It's done again and again. And people still buy, get high on propaganda, mass hysteria, paranoia, schizophrenia. Is the condition of America. Welcome to the land where the cash is king. Sex and you're a multi-instrumentalist which uh, is a super helpful thing to be especially if one of those instruments is percussion i feel like you can throw a rock out of a window in chicago and hit five guitar players on the way down but well you know if you throw a rock that's that's (laughs) percussion and that's about the extent of my percussion abilities i mean it's weird doing the loop thing is weird um you, you find ways to, to do other things that yeah. you're, you're not really trained to do. Like, I'm not a trained percussionist. I'm not a drummer. But when you start looping, you know, I got a cajon. It's just a, a box that you sit on, basically. Mm-hmm. Started making beats with that and got a hi-hat and got a tambourine and various percussive instruments. And you start looping and recording on your own. You can come out with some cool stuff. Yeah. But by no means are you a, a trained specialist <laughs> in percussion. Tell me about uh, what led you uh, from playing with a whole bunch of people yeah. to, to this solo career. Uh, so I ended up going from Hawaii to University of Iowa for college, mm-hmm. strangely enough. I mean, that's the logical. It's, I mean, that's what you do. That's a big Hawaiian population in Iowa, you know. You know no. Like, really? <laughs> no, Tell me no. more. <laughs> Everyone's like, are you guys crazy? What are you, what's wrong with this kid? Goes from Hawaii to Iowa. Starts a reggae band. Um, so, but, that, but that's what happened, man. And I started a reggae band in Iowa my senior year of college um, just out of my passion for, for reggae music. All the music I'd listened to growing up finally came to fruition. Uh, I was starting to write a lot of songs. We had this band called Public Property, mm-hmm. which became a very large group. I think we had 10 or 11 people at one point. And that was pretty much you know, our job for most of our 20s is mm-hmm. we toured the country and we scraped by and, and played this music. And eventually it came to an end for various reasons. As you can imagine, many bands come to an end. Especially when you have that many people, because you got that many people, that means that many opinions, that many schedules, that many, uh, you know, partners of those people. You never know what can go sideways. A lot can go sideways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we weren't on an, uh, 
on a label or anything. We were completely independent. So we were, I mean, we were booking, managing uh, the tours, everything was completely independent. And that's a job in itself. And on top of playing how many shows a year, that came to an end. But we did manage to get Toots on our fourth album. We sent our stuff to his manager. They liked it. He got back to us. We figured out how to get to Jamaica and record him. So that kind of opened the door for a relationship with them and to get on a tour with them. And then the band ended, and I decided, well, you know, what am I going to do now? I got this solo album that I'm working on, and I asked him if he would, you know, do it again and get on the album. Toots is, you know, by far one of the top influences I've had in in my music. I just, because he's so versatile, he's not just reggae, he's soul, he's, you know, he's like, he's just a a wonderful singer. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I've always been moved by his music so much, so like, you know, when we got to get him on our uh, our band's album, you know, I couldn't believe that he was into it. <laughs> I was like, wait, he likes this <laughs> reggae band from Iowa? What is up with this guy? You know. And then getting him on, you know, the solo album was awesome because, you know, I wasn't sure if he'd be into it. It was it was a different vibe. It wasn't just reggae. It was a lot of different mixes of uh, genres. Mm-hmm. But we did it again, and it turned out great. Ended up doing a music video with him. Now you've got a legend on your album, and people are really excited about it. But there's more than just that to be excited about in your life. You're a fireman. Yeah. You're a dad now. Does it affect your songwriting, having these, like, real, real things happening in your life? Yeah, it affects the songwriting is that you haven't done the songwriting in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, since I got on the job with with the Chicago Fire Department, and then, of course, having a son, a newborn baby just this year. All this music has been on the back burner, really, mm-hmm. as your priorities change at certain times. But now I have, a, like, an opportunity to kind of get back in the game a little. You know, hopefully, I want to start touring and playing a little more. But, you know, limited. I don't I don't want to be the a tour hound like I was back in the day. Yeah. I don't have it in me. I've done that. I just want to, you know, start writing again, start playing here and there, and mostly focus on uh, recording. And this is a great way to kind of jump back in the game and get yeah. excited about it again. And You mentioned camaraderie earlier when speaking about your band. And certainly when I think of, you know, life in a firehouse, I think of camaraderie there as well. You're, you know, your your brothers yeah. at, at that point. Do, uh, do your fellow firefighters uh, support you in this endeavor? Or is it one of those things with brothers where they just give you endless amounts <laughs> of grief? Oh, uh, you know, it's a little bit of both. I think uh, you're kind of an anomaly if you come from Hawaii, went to school in Iowa, played in a reggae band, <laughs> and then you end up with the Chicago Fire Department. They're kind of like, what's this all about? <laughs> um, but generally, you know, that's part of it is a lot of uh, a lot of ribbing. That's yeah. just part of the job, and uh, it's that makes it fun. I think ultimately people think it's interesting that, you know, you had this other life, you know, because some guys, they get on the job, and that's what they did. Mm-hmm. They didn't have, like, a previous career. Um, but a lot of guys do. So, I mean, yeah, there, there is that similarity of the camaraderie of the fire department 
it's very similar to being in a band stuck in a van for eight hours driving each other insane. Yeah. You know, we do that at the firehouse. <laughs> I think that mostly the, the thing that I hear a lot is just like, there's like reggae. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not like, that's the thing. If you're not exposed to certain genres, they may seem, what's the word? They, they seem sort of uh, like caricatured in culture. Like reggae's for, you know, vacations to the Caribbean and yeah. you think of tropical drinks and, you know, sort of these cliche things. Rather than treating it as like a very deep, colorful, serious genre that's been around for a long time yeah. now. I mean, it's protest music a <laughs> yeah. lot of a lot of the time. Do you find yourself dabbling and getting into those kind of hard topics when writing these songs? Most definitely. I mean, the band Public Property, that's kind of was the mission of the band was to sing about and talk about a lot of things that were going on in the country at the time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is 2003 to 2009, roughly. Yeah. The solo album, I tried to get away from being so topical and, and just delving into different types of songwriting. Mm -hmm. But very much so, that, that band is talking about a lot of cultural, political things going on in America. Well, let's talk about Man vs. Bear. It is a, a <laughs> solo album, and uh, it paint, the title alone paints a, a wonderful picture. Uh, what can uh, you say? You, you wanted to get away from the topical albums, but you also have so many different influences that you draw from. Uh, when somebody drops the needle on this album, where are you taking them? What feelings are you hoping to evoke? This was definitely me trying to get out of just the reggae genre influence and getting into all the other influences that I love in music and trying to mishmash it together into one album. I guess I just wanted to express those influences and explore different types of songwriting that didn't have to just do with me complaining about <laughs> stuff I didn't like going on in America. <laughs> yeah. kind of, I don't know, a sappy note. You're, you're a first-time father of a, of a little boy. You're a rock yeah. and roll dad. Uh, <laughs> and I love that because, uh, you know, I didn't grow up with a rock and roll dad. So when I started listening to rock and roll, I was kind of left on my own, floating out there in space. We didn't have the internet. I had to get magazines from the Walgreens and figure stuff out for myself. What are you looking forward to as a rock and roll dad to passing on to your little boy? You know, honestly, I've thought about this a lot since he came into our life and thinking like this music career that I'd done and then you know basically changed careers and kind of left behind for a while mm -hmm. you know intermittently playing it made me kind of makes you question your identity a lot so I, I thought about you know what is he gonna say when he's 18 like mm -hmm. oh dad you always talk about that stuff <laughs> back in, oh, I used to tour all oh, the band and man versus bear like all the Music you used to play and be like, yeah, 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 we heard about that. You don't do that anymore. And I'm hoping that maybe uh, that ain't going to happen, that I can <laughs> move forward and uh, continue to write and be inspired and create. And I think, you know, what a great way to to spark the flame again with playing with Tuts again. <laughs> so I'm hoping that, that this will be a part of his life and That's that awesome. I will continue to, you know, write and record in any capacity, really. I mean, really, the main thing with music is if the industry gets you down, if the touring gets you down, if it gets hard, like, the main reason you started playing was because it was fun. Yeah. The main reason you listen to music is because it moves you and it feels good. Whatever, you know, like, you feel something from it. And if you're not feeling something from it, you probably need to take a break and figure out why you lost that. And I think I did for a bit. 
and now I feel like I'm I'm getting back in the game, and it, it feels good just to not care about you know success, uh, touring, all that stuff that comes with it. Just get to the fun of the song and focus on that. You know, D Best Music on Twitter at D Best Band and Instagram and DBestMusic.com is where you can find all of this great music. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Would you give me a kiss? Would you give me a kiss? Yeah.